0: Hey, I'm Nitan Mosri, The Traveling Investor, and welcome to another Traveling Investor live show. Uh, you know, we're born into our families, and we're born in, into our society, and we're born into our parents' financial reality. And what most people don't understand is that just because we're born into a specific family or socioeconomic world, doesn't mean that that's where we have to end up. You know, being born poor is not your fault, but dying poor is. And, you know, for example, I thought that my fate was was to die poor and to die uh, where my parents started off, and I realized a long time ago that that's not the case. A majority of people live life by default. They accept the cards that they were dealt and offer no resistance to mediocrity. Here on The Traveling Investor Show, we talk about how to live life on your terms and create the life, finances, and relationships that you can dream of. Join me, Nitsan Mosry, your host, every week on The Live Traveling Investor Show, Where we demystify the art of mastering your mind, body, and wallet so that you could do and be anything that you want. Today's guest, his name is Sean Boyle, and Sean. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Sean. He's an entrepreneur right now commanding a seven-figure digital marketing agency called Momentum. I think it's also Momentum 360, but we'll figure that out with Sean. He also founded the Sean Boyle Podcast, a weekly podcast on entrepreneurship, investing, and lifestyle. In his free time, you can find him working hard at the gym, training jujitsu, reading self-improvement books, and dining at some of the best restaurants in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. He grew up outside of Philly in a town called White Marsh. And growing up, Sean played many different sports, traded baseball cards, and founded lemonade stands. Entrepreneurship has always been in his blood. He graduated from Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia, which is the oldest high school in America. He also graduated from Penn State in 2020 with a BA in advertising and an unofficial minor in Spanish. So let's talk to Sean and see how a guy who just graduated from Penn State is pulling down a seven-figure income with his digital marketing company. Hey, Sean, what's happening? Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. How you doing? Yeah.
0: Good, good, man. Uh, good. So uh, are you in Philly right now?
1: I am. Yeah. I'm in actually one of my first investment properties in old Kensington.
0: Okay. Now, is that a single family, uh, townhome, apartment complex?
1: Yeah, townhouse. I'm on the third floor, so I have a whole floor to myself, private bathroom. Fourth floor is the rooftop, and then I have three other tenants who are living below me who you know pay the mortgage, and uh, I get a little bit of excess on that as well
0: awesome so you know according to your bio here man you know you've been an entrepreneur since you were a little kid right lemon stand lemonade stands doing all those different things right trading uh baseball cards like we all do when we were younger but you know that that's the entrepreneurial mindset right how can i go out and make a quick buck without having to work 40 hours a week
1: right yeah exactly
0: (laughs) so what what got you you know so I, i see you doing a couple of things right you're you've got your digital marketing agency and you're investing in real estate is that correct yes awesome so how did what made you start a digital marketing agency let's start with that
1: so I'll take you guys in a little bit of a story so when I was in college I actually was studying engineering at Penn State Altoona which is about 40 minutes from main campus and I never really wanted to go to main campus because I don't think I could have gotten into it quite frankly my SATs were way too low my GPA was way too low but I could get a nice scholarship if I went to a satellite campus in Penn State Altoona. So I go there, I immediately enroll in this, what they call electromechanical engineering technology. It's a four year degree. I would actually have to spend all four years at Altoona. And for the life of me, looking back on it, that was, if I studied that, one of the most horrible decisions I could have made. So thankfully I actually did not do that. But (laughs) when I was engineering man. I just saw that it really wasn't for me. Like I, I wanted to create something. I've always had this vision of creating something great, creating something that's going to help a lot of different people. But I saw that this isn't really the way that I want to do it. The way I want to build is building a business and selling and, and branding all of my stuff, not more so engineering. Because, and this is something that a lot of you know high schoolers and college kids can take. Is I just saw that you know $90,000 starting salary from engineering. That's the only thing I was really intrigued about. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to get an engineering degree and then make almost six figures when I graduate. But right. I didn't think that, oh, I always have to weigh my emotional status on this. I have to weigh in the day in and day out. Like, is the money even worth not doing what I love? And it wasn't, quite frankly. So I went to my advisor, her name's Irene Hurd. She's a Russian professor. She gives me an internship packet, probably about you know six inches thick. I mean, this is thick as it gets, right? Of digital marketing agencies. And the first one that I really saw that was okay, like I can kind of make something uh, with this was Momentum. So at that time, Momentum Digital was solely a digital marketing agency. My now partner, Mac Frederick, who also went to Penn State, I hit him up freshman year saying, I want an internship for next summer, right? Not the one Mm -hmm. for this summer, for freshman summer, but following summer. And he was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, I I don't even know what I'm going to be doing next week, (laughs) like let alone a year. I was like, that's very very fair. But I wanted to take that year off to really garner my sales skills and just kind of like get back to it, right? Because I've always been a natural salesman in my mind, but doing all this engineering stuff and mathematics and calculus, I wasn't focused on selling, so I needed to kind of rewire my brain to get back to, I guess, the natural me that I'm just, you know, better at. I think if we stay to our natural selves and do what's, you know, in our instinct and in our hearts, I think we can't go wrong. So, I get back to that first summer that I was with Mac as an intern, as a sales intern. I think uh, I was working on this blockchain conference where we had the late great John McAfee, that crazy guy. He was our keynote in Atlantic City. And um, yeah, we sold, I think, like, you know, 500K in ticket sales. That that was all me. And then Mac immediately saw like, yeah, this guy, he's going to be killing it. So I just got promoted sales director, director of ops. And then ultimately, I saw a huge goal and a huge vision with Momentum 360. So under the Momentum umbrella, you have digital and then you have 360. 360 is the one that I, (coughs) excuse me, founded and now commandeer with Mac. He's on the digital side. So that's really how it created man. It it was it it was something that was totally just spawned out of, you know, there's a necessity for virtual tours. I think in Philly, especially with how hot the market is, we need to get it. And then you add COVID on top of that, which threw so much fuel on our fire. It was the perfect storm. So it's um, looking back, it's pretty surreal. I got to be honest, but here we are
0: that's amazing that's a great story you know sometimes being at the right location at the right time with the right opportunity um, trumps everything right trumps knowledge education you know formal education trumps you know your ideas just sometimes you got to be able to see the opportunity in front of you and grab it with both hands and run
1: yeah you know? I couldn't and, agree and, more and, and that's the thing too Is like a lot of people that I've talked to Harvard graduates yale graduates i've actually talked to my stepbrother liam who went to alabama he's going to be a doctor in aerospace engineering so he's going to work with like spacex and his girlfriend's already working for nasa which is great but i really think that in my heart charisma it, it, it can beat intelligence sometimes And the fact that like building up a business and especially with selling and, and getting really where you want i think it can get a little farther than just like strictly like the formal intelligence of engineering and stuff like that so it's definitely a good point, for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, the people that have the, the gift of gab that can, you know, walk right, into right. a bar and in the next five minutes they know three quarters of the people at the bar and everybody's high fiving them and talking to them, or they go into a, you know, a networking event and they're talking to people and just being able, like you said, the charisma to connect with people on a, on a natural level without ever selling them anything. Right there, you know, 50% of the work is already done because they like you. They know you. They got to know you. They got to like you. Now they just have to figure out if they trust you or not, right? So okay. the people that have the gift of gab are usually the ones that are super successful and people look at them and going, what have they got that I don't? Right. What are they doing differently? Right. I've got all the masters, you know, the whole portfolio of of letters in front of their names and after their names and the whole thing. And they're going, I'm making a one hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm busting my ass. But look at these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't have any initials after their names and they're killing it. What am I doing wrong? So, yeah, charisma is is huge, especially if you're, you know, when you're in the I call it the people industry. Right. Sales, marketing. Real estate doesn't matter what part of the, the real estate world you're in, that is all people. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with reputation, you're dealing with personalities, mm-hmm. right? Um, what do you I mean, other than other than that, what do you think was the secret to your success?
1: I think it was just being open minded and soaking up as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. So I took the wins. But more importantly, I took the failures because there was a lot of them at first, not closing deals, not using the right words, not, you know, like it could be as finite as and technical as not creating a YouTube video in this specific order that it's going to get less views and like less clicks. So every single time when I was having those errors, I simply wrote down on a, on a jot of paper, okay, next time we're doing this, here's what you're going to do. So you would pivot to that specific thing. And you know, as the saying goes, you only really learn from a mistake, you know, once you truly do that. And and it's so true. I mean, as John Cavanaugh, Conor McGregor's coach, like I said, I'm a huge MMA fan. As he says, you know, he says, we either win or we learn. It's not win and lose. It's either we win or we learn. And I love that is you have to have that learner, you know, um, like student mentality almost, you know, like there's um, another great MMA fighter, GSP, who I, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, he's the greatest of all time. He has, well, you know, you
0: know Hoist Gracie was one of the uh, was one of the uh, first uh, <laughs> first guys to walk on the stage and uh, you know, dominated uh, not only in his uh, weight rank, but it but bigger, stronger, faster.
1: <laughs> That's true. I listen, Hoist definitely kicked it off, and, and he's he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore show, so, but, so to speak. You know, he's definitely in the in the in the greatest. I mean, it just you go to wow. ufc one and he was like wrestling people who were in, and submitting them they're like 200 pounds more like it was crazy that like that
0: incredible
1: mm-hmm. um but gsp has a great motto he says even if you're a black belt you want to have that white belt mentality where you're soaking up information you're you know getting your dues and you got to learn day in and day out so i think that's what really separated me because and even today like you know just turn 24 i'm doing okay for myself, but. i was actually having this conversation with my dad last night we had a good steak dinner and he's like you know i really admire the fact that you're always like open-minded and like you're open for criticism because the average 24 year old i see on social media you know who's made it it's like driving a lambo lives in a huge you know house and has Mm -hmm. like you know some group of models with her it's just i could be the complete opposite person i'm just very like minimalistic and just i always want to just continue to grow and grow and grow and it's true. I mean, I, I've always tried to just be as open-minded as possible, and that just stay humble is the big thing.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I have a saying that the road to success is paved with failure. Right. That's very true. And, and 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 a lot of times, we as adults, or you know, once we're, I guess, once we're in school and going through that whole educational system and and indoctrination and process, for some reason. We're trained to look at failure as terrible. However, you know, when you look at a, when you, you know, you, you're probably too young, you probably don't have kids, and you know, I have two daughters and whatnot, but I remember as as, you know, when we look at babies, everything they do is a failure until they succeed. Right. If right. a baby tries to take the bottle and and put it in its mouth the first time, they're going to put it in their in their eye and in their ear, and they're going to spill it on themselves and throw <laughs> it in their face until they figure it out. So it's failure, 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 failure. Oh, success! Now I know what to do, and they keep doing that. They want to crawl. They crawl backwards before they crawl forwards. Well, that's a mistake, right? To stand, stand, fall, stand, fall, stand, fall until they get their balance and they figured it out. So everything that we do from the day that we're born up until. We're able to talk and walk and go to the bathroom by ourselves. And it's all done by trial and error and mostly error until we figure it out. Sure. However, now as adults, we look at failure and we're like, oh, I better not fail.
1: Failure yeah, sucks. Yeah, God forbid. And, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just said, you know, God forbid you fail. But Gary V has a great point. Uh, to the point that you originally made. He's like, you know, everyone who's like getting into business and all these young entrepreneurs, they're trying to be 30 and 0, right? 30 wins, zero losses, right? You have the wins and you have the failures. But what you should aim for is to be 182 and like 70, right? You're going to take your digs. You're going to have 70 losses, but you're also going to have more wins. And it's something where whether you have more wins or whether you have more, you know, failures, however, it adds up over time. If you can learn from that, and then if you could use that as like a metaphorical building block or the loop, I mean, there's, there's so many like Ray Dalio's loop or a building block. However, however you, know, you want to describe it, that's what you need to do is just take into consideration because, you know, a lot of people and it's so true, too. I, I saw I think Sarah Blakely was talking about this on her master class. She goes. There's people who come from the employee mentality where they're told, yeah, like, you know, risk averse, God forbid you make a mistake, you're done and, and that's it. And then you get into business and it's like the first year in business, what, like 50% or 60% fail right off the bat. And even, you know, it, it gets, you know, greater as, uh, as those years get on, but you need to be able to switch that and say, okay, I'm the business owner now. We need to push more risk. We need to obviously learn and, and just, you know, if mistakes happen, cool, whatever, let's move on. And I think that that's something that I just naturally really had is to say, like, cause I'm, I'm a risk like, I, I do risk every single day. Like, and it's just something that I, I really love to do because sure. Like I'm young and I can take these risks. Like, I don't want to be that, you know, 60 year old where I have regrets. And I'm like, you know what, what if I would have done it that way or did it this way? And, you know, that's, again, this is, I'm, I'm preaching Gary V here, but it's just, you know, you don't want to have that because time's our most valuable asset. And it's not like you can just turn the, turn the clock back and there you go. You got your 40 years back.
0: So that's right. That's right. That 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 is absolutely true. You know, you got to go out there and make mistakes. We all we're all going to make mistakes. But if we do our due diligence in whatever industry we're in, we minimize our risk. But we got to take that leap of faith at some point. You got to jump and you got to you know, you got to have your team around you. You got to have all the tools ready. And if you don't, you got to build it on the way down. Right. As you're falling, you got to make sure and figure it out. And that's the difference between entrepreneurs and people that go to to work. And I'm not criticizing anybody that has to go to work and and they love their job and whatnot. It's just you know when you are working for when you are working a job, you're building somebody else's dream for them. You're not doing it for yourself, right? And yeah. and uh, entrepreneurship, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of sleepy nights, you know. And there's a lot of memes. A lot of great memes on the you know, on the internet where they show the squiggly line back and forth, up and down, right? And then they say, you know, what people think entrepreneurship is, you know, all, you know, sunshine and roses and, yeah, everything is great. But what they don't see is the failures, the self-doubt, the, the staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning or waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning with an incredible idea and you got to write it down, and you got to take advantage of it. There's a lot, a lot that goes on behind the scenes when you're an entrepreneur, um, especially a young entrepreneur like yourself, Right. So let me ask you this. Who who helped you when you were starting out? Was there someone that you looked up to? Was there a mentor? Was there someone that you were working with or did you kind of just figure it out on your own? Did you have someone to model yourself against?
1: Yeah, definitely didn't figure out on my own, man. Um, I had a lot of people help me along the way. I mean, it can go all the way up to, you know, Tony Robbins and the Gary V's of the world. But I'd say the number one person. It's people that really helped me uh, were my parents and my mom. She kind of gave me like the empathetic, be kind kind of thing, which is nice. You know, and then my dad was more so like the business. I got the sales. Yeah, I got the looks and everything. No, I'm just kidding. But um, that's really where I got to be from. And it's an interesting story with my dad because not a lot of people know this. But when I went to to college at Penn State, I got a phone call from him. and I thought it was going to be oh, like, you know, we were going to do this party right before I went to school. we'd have like a couple beers a couple kegs and family and friends over no it was a very ominous call he said Sean quite frankly I'm being indicted by the federal government and there's a pretty good chance I'm actually going to go to prison and that's what happened right so he was indicted off of federal uh charges um I think it was like six counts of wire and six counts of mail fraud okay and he was running his own brokerage at the time Uh, I think it was like life financial planning LLC whatever it was and it was essentially um he, he would just you know straight up like just take people's money invest them and it's kind of essentially what Jordan Belfort did on a very smaller scale mm-hmm. of that he used to you know he would use that money i think it was like 400 grand to buy a bar right so he bought the bar i was actually bartending at, at the time in high school but i didn't know i was a young kid i was like oh great my dad's crushing it in business you know he just bought a bar like it's awesome little did i know and it really struck me because seeing him go to prison, I was kind of forced to take ownership of my life very early on and say, OK, how is this going to work? And then mm-hmm. during that, I would call him. I would email him. Thank God that I have an app on my phone that I could simply say, hey, like it's called CoreLinks. So I could you know email him you know three, four times every day. And I would just ask him questions. I would ask my parents questions. I would say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Obviously, for a lot of the business questions, I would ask my dad because that's what he knows. And I just got a really good understanding of okay, what is it going to be that's going to make me successful? Like, what what do I have to do? And just having that guidance, I think, because the average person I would say did not have parents like me. Like, they're not have parents because like, my parents are divorced. Sure, we had like family issues, but my mom and dad were pretty cordial. So I think it was something where I was very blessed, and I still am to this day very grateful to have great parents because it's tough. If you don't have good parents, you know, it's you're already coming from, you know, a, a little bit less of a leg than you would if you had, you know, somewhat decent parents. So I got to give it to my parents, man, and and just um, the questions that they've answered and just like the help and um, not even more so the financial stuff more than anything, because it really wasn't even that I've just been self-started, but just the advice and, you know, all the years of experience it's definitely helped out.
0: Sure, sure. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, we're we're People who are lucky to be brought into, you know, born into a family that is supportive, that is, like you said, cordial to each other, right? Um, And when I say supportive, you know, support the kid, right? Support the child in in whatever endeavors they want and give them resources. If they don't know, have the information. Well, you know, get the kid information, right? right? Open doors for your children. This is, that's what I'm all about with my kids as well is to just open the door for them for opportunities and say, hey, you know what? The world is open to you. Whatever you want to do, let's figure it out. Let's let's make it happen for you. Um, that's awesome. Uh, that's crazy about your dad. Uh, is, is he out or is he is he still in?
1: So he's out. He actually got out this year. He lives in Maniunker. I'm sorry, Fairmount, which is about 10 minutes from me. He has like a little you know studio. He is a consultant for a couple of different event venues. He's like in the process of getting a liquor license, which is going to be a huge amount of money in commission. And then he works uh, bartending on the weekends for a lot of different things as well. So I would say for an ex-felon who got out about six months ago, he's doing OK for himself. He's, he's doing OK. And I, I was actually with him last night. We uh, a, little, a little too much wine, you know what I mean? But when you're dealing <laughs> with family, you know, who cares? You, uh, you got to have a good time. So I'm just it, it was always awesome to see him
0: isn't it amazing how, you know, you can take an entrepreneur, put them in a situation like your dad where he had to go away for, what you say, six years, something like that. And then they come out and it's like they didn't skip a beat. I mean, obviously, there's there's, you know, there's catching up in society and catching up in norm and catching up in in what the society is offering you right now and technologies and all that stuff. But it's kind of like, you know, they they kind of just right back on the swing, right, right back on. Doing their thing, making connections, talking to people, doing all that—it's—it's a mindset that entrepreneurs have that those who aren't entrepreneurs really don't understand and can't get into the mind of an entrepreneur. Right? It's a different way of thinking. It's a totally different mindset.
1: You're so that—that's so true. And and you know, my dad physically he was incarcerated, but I think a lot of people, and again, like I'm very young and I've done this to myself a lot of times, but I know people that are older than me, they incarcerate themselves in their mind and they have limits and they have building blocks that they need to kind of say, okay, we need to operate in this confined amount of space, but the world is so abundant man. the world is beautiful. It's the best thing. Like I was talking to my dad yesterday, like when I have kids, like just to share this, just to share the opportunity to live day in and day out. You know, it doesn't matter the life circumstances, like you said, if you have a mindset of abundant and you just are, are you know, just ready to get after it day in a day, I'm sure days are going to be horrible. It might be you know, worst day ever, best day ever, a little bit in between just to have the opportunity to seize it, you know, because every single day, the sun's going to come down, it's going to come right back up and we have another opportunity to shine. So as cheesy as and corny as that sounds, man, um, I've always tried to have an optimistic uh, mindset and I, I definitely got that one from my dad. And I just want to inspire others to say, listen, like we can do whatever you want. You know, the the nine to five job that uh, America is, you know, banking on for so many years. Um, If you want to be your own business owner, now is the perfect time. Take the risk. And and again, it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old, if you're 60, you know, you can make it happen. So it's uh, the one of the taglines of uh, Momentum 360 for all of our clients is, the, you know, only limitation is in our own creativity in regards to these virtual tours. And that, I think that's really true in life. You know, our limitation for the most part is in how creative we can get.
0: It's true, right? Our minds are, what we do and how we perceive things is all limited by the way we think. And I'll give you an example. You know, uh, the, the, the great movies of Back to the Future, Right. Remember how he had that little hoverboard, that little skateboard that was hovering, right, that air hoverboard that he went on. And and the way that now you've got people that have air hoverboards, they're actually flying on their own little hoverboards and cruising, you know, uh, with the uh, with the drones. Now we've got manned drones where we can fly them ourselves and we're flying on a drone. People didn't think of this until a movie came out and said, hey, look, right, this is what you can do. So many things, uh, you know, uh, Forrest Gump. I was just talking about this with my wife the other day, Forrest Gump. What huge restaurant came out of that movie? Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump didn't exist. And it was nobody's idea until somebody saw it in a movie and said, yes, let's do it. And they went out and they created these franchises and they're all over the place now. And it's just an idea that you have to plant in your head or a different way of looking at it. You know, I like to say... You know, people, you know, we gotta think outside the box, right? I said, let's take the box and throw it away and completely come up with yep. something completely different. Forget the box. We all know the box. Doesn't matter if you're thinking yeah. inside the box, outside the box, around the box, it's a box. And you're still thinking around that same box. Let's throw that box away. What can we come up with? Right? And and it's it's ingenuity. It's 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 you know, Einstein said it best. He goes, the mind that created the problem can't be the same mind that solves the problem or finds a solution. So we have to always change it. We always have to be open and, and open. We have to be open to receiving information and knowledge and so forth. Let me, let me ask you this question. For, for newbies that want to get started in the entrepreneurial world and want to start their own business, what is some advice that you would give them on where to start, how to start, what to do?
1: So this is exactly like the br- blueprint that I laid out. Every single thing that you do on a day-to-day basis, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, whatever you like to do, it could be the food you eat, it could be the hobbies you do, you need to audit your life and say, what am I good at? And what do I love to do? If you can have a good teeter-totter and combine that and match that, you're off to a good start. That's the first part. The second part is you find the goal of what you want to do. An instance for me is I want to make enough, you know, passive income where I can travel the world, all that stuff. And just grow 360 up to ultimately where we can sell it to you know a large conglomerate, right? And then move on to the next adventure, right? But once you have that goal, you need to reverse engineer it and say, okay, how do we get there? And this is, you know, we're talking decades of of reverse engineering, right? So it can't be something on a day-to-day basis that you're like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna sell this $50 million company and you know I'll be good, right? It doesn't work like that, right? I wish it did. But once you audit your life and you figure out what you're good at and then you have that goal, you need to take very small steps to say, OK, I need to apply for the business license. I need to do this. I need to create a Facebook page. I need to do that. And then once you start getting clients, say, OK, let's throw some fuel on the fire. We're going to do a Facebook campaign. We're going to do Google ads. We're going to do more SEO on the website. We're going to partner with this. Mm hmm.
0: We have some technical difficulties. Okay. I think Sean's... uh... So I like what Sean was saying. I don't know if everybody can hear me still. Are we still live? Are we live? Can you guys hear me or is it my internet that's uh, crapping out right now? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you guys can still hear me. So yeah, I like what Sean is saying. You got to have systems. You got to know what your processes are, what the steps are. You got to take an audit of yourself and your life. You got to know what you want, what kind of lifestyle you're looking for. Uh, And you got to, I think we lost him, but I'm sure he'll come back on. So you got to know, right? Secret to success. There's no secret sauce. It's hard work, ingenuity, goals, creating action steps to achieve your goals, creating the team around you to help you achieve those goals, and then taking massive amounts of action immediately and following your footsteps towards your goal. Your action steps, not your footsteps, your action steps. And when you do that, you're already a success because majority of the people out there, and I'm looking out my window right now, majority of the people out there in the world today don't have the balls, don't have the the tenacity, don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. It's tough as shit to be an entrepreneur. There ain't nobody coming for you. There ain't nobody out there making you know, with flags and waving you down and giving you applause and you know, if you you know, If you're in real estate and you're building a real estate company, or if you're in a digital company and you score a client, no one's going to be in the back of your office going, oh, congratulations, fantastic, that was awesome. No, there's nobody at your side that's going to say, hey, you know what, you did that really badly. Why don't we try to fix it, and this is what we're going to do. No one. You have to be your own boss. You have to be your own coach. You can get a mentor. You can get a coach. But you're the one that has to get out of bed every goddamn morning. you got to love everything about yourself. You got to love everything about what you're doing. And you got to love about, you got to love the challenges, the obstacles, the problems, the shit that's going to be thrown at you. You got to love it and you got to eat it up and you got to take it with a big adult spoon or fork and you got to eat it and you got to love it. And then what comes out of you will be success in ways that you have never dreamed of, but you got to, you got to put your systems down you got to put your processes down you got to set up your goals and write the action steps to achieve your goals it's not enough to say i want a million dollars by january 15th 2022 that's not enough yes it's it's specific yes it's money yes it's it's all that but now what how are you going to do it? What steps? Who's going to help you achieve your goal? What are the action steps that you need to take on a daily basis that will move you towards your goal? And when I help when I help people set goals for themselves, basically what I do is we talk about the goals, we talk about the lifestyles, and then we'll write down the action steps. Who? Who do you need to help you with this? What do you need to do to get it done? Forget about the how. We'll figure out the how. What are the action steps? So like he said, you want to do a million dollars next year in sales? Great. What business do you want to get into? Okay, you want to get into affiliate marketing? You want to get into real estate? You want to get into crypto trading? Whatever it is, what are the steps you need to do? Who do you need to learn from? Who do you need to have on your team? Who do you need to speak to? Write down those action steps. Well, I want to create this company by this and this date. Great. What do I have to do? I need, you know, what, how, what will it take to make my business successful? Social media marketing, digital marketing, promotions, um, putting out, uh, you know, hiring people, all that jazz. And when you write it down, and there's a great website called Mind I think it is. Right where you can map out the entire process of everything, line by line, arrow goes here, no, it didn't work, then go here, it worked, then continue this, continue that, so that you can see the process and the flow and every single step that you need to do. And then within those steps, you can create more action steps so that you can achieve your goal. It's all it takes. And you need a freaking passion because when when you're when you get a letter in the mail and it's a lawsuit when you get a letter in the mail that you were you know you're being charged for something when sean's father tells him he's going to be indicted and go to jail dude that's shit that takes you sideways that's shit that just you're like what the fuck just happened what the hell just happened here and look at his dad. Yeah, his dad went away for six years, and, 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 and I loved what he said. He goes, he, maybe his body might have been in prison, but his mind was not. How many of us walk around with our bodies free, but our minds locked up in a little tiny box of negativity, of doubt, of guilt, of, of, of lack of self-worth, of lack of confidence? What the fuck is all that about? You know, I always talk to people, and I tell them, listen, you think you're, you, th- you don't think you're special? Let me share this with you. How many millions of sperm were shot out of your dad into your mom? Millions of them. I don't know, six million, five million, whatever it is, over, over a hundred. <laughs> I mean, we're talking millions, right? You, you were the one that beat them all. All the other guys, you left them in the dirt. You left them in the smoke, in your trails, and you were the one that went and penetrated that egg and became you. So what the fuck are you crying about? What the fuck are you feeling sorry about? You weren't created to feel sorry. You weren't created to live in a life of guilt. You weren't created to sit there and to pussyfoot around your entire life and live life by default and go, oh, I guess this is what I was dealt with and so forth. Go out there and grab what's yours. Take it. If you believe in God, okay, God didn't put you on this earth to be mediocre. God put you on this earth so that God could have a human experience through you. So you better start living up to God's expectations of your life. You better do it. Because if not, you know the only person that's going to suffer and suck is you. And if you have a family and friends, guess what? Kids, wives, they're going to suffer too because you're not giving them everything that you have. You're not giving them 100% of you. You're giving them 50%. Maybe if you're lucky, most people are given 20% of themselves and then crying about the other 80%. Oh, why? Why? Why should all the tax benefits go to the entrepreneurs? Because they're taking all the fucking risks. Because they're the ones that are taking out the loans in their names. They're the ones hiring people. They're the ones renting warehouses and storage units and and buying equipment and marketing and taking a gamble and hiring you to do your best to help them achieve success and to possibly achieve success for yourself as well. So if you want to do it, then just freaking do it. Stop bitching about it and stop talking about it. One thing that 2020 taught a lot of us was that it could all go away very easily. And what are you left with? You're left with the challenges and obstacles and successes that you've created. You're left with yourself. And if you can't live with yourself, then get the fuck out of here. And I'm sorry I'm cursing, but I'm tired of this bullshit. Right? Sean got me fired up. We need to go out. You need to go out and you need to live life on your terms, the way you want and not let anybody else tell you anything else. Go out and take what's yours. Figure it out. If you don't know, contact me. We'll work together. I'll help you. We'll build a system. We'll build your processes. We'll create a team. We'll find people that can help you build your team, that can come onto your team. I'm building another section of my team right now. I'm looking for, for underwriters to come in and, and, and be a part of my team. I'm, I'm I, I hired a marketing team. I got my assistant, Wendy. She puts this show on for me. She does a lot. I'm putting people on my team because I can't do it all, and I don't want to do it all. I'm good at what I do, and they're good at what they do. What are you good at? What can you do? You know? I want to read this again. We're born into our families, and we're born into our society, and we're born into our parents' financial reality. What most people don't understand is that just because we're born into a specific family or socioeconomic world, it doesn't mean that's where we have to end up. Being poor, being born poor is not your fault. Dying poor is your fault because you have the chance. You have the capabilities. You have exactly what everybody else has. You have a brain. You have two eyes, two ears, a nose, mouth, arms, legs, body, heart, soul, ideas, thoughts. The fuck is stopping you? Go on social media. There are people without arms and without legs that are killing it, man. And I look at them and, you know, my heart goes out to them that they're killing it. And then I look at myself and I go, what the hell's stopping me? And I reevaluate and I get rejected and I continue and I move forward. What's stopping you? Nothing should stop you. Absolutely nothing. If you say, well, I don't have any money to buy real estate, you don't need money. You don't need your money. Go find some other people that will invest in you. Okay. Find some people that won't invest in you, but they'll invest in the property that you found because you found a great deal, right? No excuses. Excuses end up in the garbage can with all of your hopes and dreams that you never took action against, right? All of the greatest athletes, all of the greatest people, mentors, speakers, talk show hosts, whatever you want, they all came and they all struggled. They all went through hell to get to where they need to to where they are. Are you ready to walk through hell? Are you? Because it's tough. It's not easy. There are days you're going to go to bed crying. There are days you're going to wake up not want to get out of bed. There are days that you're not going to want to look your family in the face. And that's okay. But if your why, if your passion and your desire is strong enough, you will overcome any obstacle, any challenge, and any problem, and you will be successful. All right, my friends. I'm Nitsan Moser, The Traveling Investor. Thank you so much. I don't think we'll be able to get Sean back onto the show this uh, today. Uh, and as you can see here, you can check out the, uh, the our podcasts. We're on all these uh, different uh, podcast Stations, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, uh, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, YouTube, and the Roku channel. And this appears live on Facebook and YouTube as well. So tune in next week. It's going to be another show, another great guest. And we're going to continue talking about how to master your mind, body, and wallet. So show up every week. That's part of being successful. You got to show up. Showing up is half the battle. All right, my friends, have an incredible rest of the afternoon, wherever you're listening in from. Have an incredible Friday, an awesome weekend. And I'll see you next week somewhere on Spaceship Earth. I'm Nitsan Mosri, and I want to just give a quick shout out to our sponsors Cornerstone Investment Partners. If you're looking to invest and diversify your portfolio into commercial real estate, then we've got Jade Property Management Companies. If you're a landlord and you're looking to take a step back and put a buffer between you and your tenants and their toilets and their problems. Contact Jade property management company, and you can check out their website at jadepmc.com. And you can check out Cornerstone at investwithcip.com and commercial realty partners. Commercial realty partners is your one step brokerage company, commercial brokerage, where they'll handle everything from your acquisitions to your sales on all kinds of assets. So if you've got a property and you want to sell, if you're looking to buy a property, contact Commercial Realty Partners, and you can find them at crpadvantage.com. I'm Nitsan Mosry, your host, the Traveling Investor. Until next week, I look forward to helping you demystify the art of mastering your mind, body, and wallet. I'll see you next week somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Take care.